Do what exactly? Beatrice goes through the usual morning routine, as always, to get him ready. Packs his lunch, makes sure the tag on his backpack is straight. He hates when it's crooked. Places his toy of the week in the side pocket and hides a cookie in a secret compartment Dad doesn't know about. Feels so special having a secret like that. Simple mind, simple pleasures. There goes that goddamn thought again. She chases it away with that usual fervor, as it's wrong to even allow the sentence to be formed, much less brought to consciousness. Not the kid's fault he was born without all his capacity. And here's his own mother making it worse. Beatrice wonders sometimes what's actually caused the ulcer, the daily grind of his routine, or the intrusive thoughts like the one she just fought off. Time to think is gone as Dan brings him inside from having teased the koi fish in the neighbor's pond. Another daily ritual that has to be accomplished before anything else happens. The two grown-ups in the situation work in tandem, as they have for the last 17 years, not saying a word to each other but in perfect harmony, placing together the fuel for train to leave the station so that they may get the business of living in their lives. They had long since given up on a cure or progress or even a life to themselves for that matter. Just one of those things you have to deal with in life. A smile here and there while they get his things organized before the bus is the only pleasure they have to be left. No anger, resentment, or even wishing things would be different. Just the two of them resigned to the situation at hand. Dan was the first to get home as usual. He had worked his way within his company and had that luxury now. He enjoyed getting off work early, sure, but... What he never told Beatrice was he actually enjoyed getting ten minutes or so between him getting home and his bus pulling up in front of the house. He didn't have as much shame or guilt as his wife about wanting such time to himself, and several years ago he actually let himself look forward to his alone time. No wife, no child, no piggyback rides to the park with a damn near grown man. Just his own thoughts to himself, well, almost alone, when the neighbor's husband was still at work. Beatrice pulled into the drive behind Dan, just as she always had, and dutifully forced herself to rush into the house as if it were the first time in ages, having swallowed a breath meant in addition to her one last mouth of paranoia. Sometimes she almost wished she could tell Dan. Vodka was never her favorite, but it always worked in a pinch. It never really smelled on her breath, and deep down she figured he knew anyway. Nobody would look twice at a teacher drinking water all day. As Beatrice walked in, Dan was sitting on the recliner, hands folded above his head, watching TV in the living room. The husband was home today. And he gave her a curious look. Where's... Dan asked. I didn't see him get off the bus, and I just figured you'd picked him up. Beatrice frowned and said, wasn't on the bus? I watched him get on this morning. Let me call Ms. Johnson and see what she says. Beatrice's eyes and facial expression turned from confusion to horror at what was being said by the street official's nosy neighbor. She hung up the phone and immediately called to him. Mrs. Johnson said the bus came five minutes earlier than usual. He got off in front of the house, but right after a man pulled up in a car and he got in with him and they drove off. The last few words, of course, were almost completely unintelligible between sobs. She had picked the phone back up and got as far as 9-1 before he had reached her hand and held it. Wait a minute, he said, strangely calm. Let's think about things a minute. She was naturally borderline hysterical at this point. What do you mean, wait a minute? What is there to think about? Why did you stop me? Let me go. I have to find my son. 
He kept his grip on her hand and the phone. I said, wait, damn it. Just stop and let's think this thing through. We have no idea who this man is and where he came from and all that, right? She was confused, but agreed with a nod of the head. And we know that looks only 12 or 13 at most, right? Another confused nod. Remember that guy who came around last month saying he was a sex offender and he had to let everyone in the neighborhood know? Her look of confusion softened, but she nodded slightly, her head in disbelief. I'm just saying we don't know where it is or who he's with, and maybe... His voice trailed off, unable to even himself believe the words he was saying and the thoughts behind them. The couple stood motionless, looking into each other's eyes, as if seeing each other for the first time, neither one speaking or even acknowledging any thoughts at all in their heads. He released her hand, and she slowly, almost as if unsure of how to do so, placed the telephone back on the receiver.